welcome to this first in the series of Vision for Cell Leadership. Today I'm going to be introducing you to this book, Vision Handbook, which is going to be my major contribution to your training so that you can grow to become a cell leader. And there will be 12 in this series of uh, podcasts and vodcasts, uh, 20 minutes each. There will be some exercises and some reflection for you to do. But this is the main part of the teaching which has to do with the vision of the cells. Now, I want to begin by explaining to you that the vision is not a cell or a cell group or the cell strategy or the cell structure. No, the vision is Jesus himself. That is what the vision is. Who the vision is? Jesus. But when we talk about the cell vision, we are saying that we have a, a strong conviction that the strategy that we have adopted and developed is what God wants us to do. So it is part of the vision. The whole church united around an intentional strategy to make sure that every believer is a disciple, being discipled, and every believer is a disciple maker, winning, evangelizing, discipling, strengthening and releasing other people. Now over the course of these uh, podcasts and vodcasts, I will be sharing some of the testimony, some of the story behind our entrance into the cell vision. Let me just say very briefly that it really all began a few years building up to the year 2000 just over 20 years ago. And uh, one of our satellite churches, as we called them back then, the Spanish church, grew quite dramatically and remarkably because they were in touch with a vision in Colombia called the G12 vision. We went over there many, many times from the year 2000 onwards, and we began to see that this vision, the G12 vision, the G12 strategy, was the missing piece for our own ministry in the UK. We've been planting churches, reaching out in missions, reaching out to the nations, but we were looking for an effective small group ministry, uh, a cell ministry. And one of the things we had to discover is that you can be a church that has small groups, you can be a church that has cells, but that doesn't make you a cell church. A cell church is where everything that you do, you do through the cell strategy, you do through the cell groups. And so the cells are not just part of the program of the church, but the cells are the program of the church and nothing competes with the cells. And so the focus on the cell meetings, which are the small groups, and then the central gatherings, which are the larger gatherings on Sundays and other times for congregational worship, for celebration, that is how the church operates and so we had to move away from the idea of being a traditional church which is about those on the platform being in the ministry uh, and those in the congregation sitting in the pews they're just the lay people to completely re-envision uh, that in terms of the new testament that says we are all ministers we are all called to serve one another we're all called to love one another build one another up we're all called to minister for jesus to lead people to christ to take them deeper into their faith so now at this particular point we are 
moving into the 2020s. And so this is a, a, a program of raising cell leaders for the 2020s. And uh, this is significant because we know in Britain and in different parts of the world, the 2020s are going to be really times of serious challenge. Uh, little did we know, then we prophesied about these challenges that as we began the year 2020, we would head very rapidly into the coronavirus lockdown. And all this teaching is coming from my own home studio because we are in lockdown. Uh, and so, however, during this lockdown, what we discovered was that people wanted to join the church. People wanted to find out more about Jesus. And one of the most Googled topics of all throughout that lockdown was prayer. So people are hungry for God. People are joining the church and we need new leaders. We want to see new leaders birthed throughout this teaching program to see you have your own cell group and your cell group to multiply and you to build your own primary 12 and you to multiply your cells and so that you can win, disciple, consolidate, win, consolidate, disciple and send or make mature, mentor and mobilize disciples, whatever way we choose to put it and you can be part of this vision. But it is all about vision. Now let me tell you a little bit about this leadership uh, uh, development that we are involved in, raising leaders for the 2020s. It's designed to prepare you and activate you to be an open cell leader. You'll discover, if you don't know very much about this strategy, that there are two kinds of cells, open cells where you bring people who don't yet know Jesus, and then leader cells where you stay together as a team of leaders. We moved away from calling what we do G12, because G12 belonged to the denomination there in, in, um, in Colombia, but we developed and moved on with the same principles and what we call, what we call this is the, the cell vision according to the model of 12 or, or the principle of 12. And so in the principle of 12, you develop a, a leadership team of 12 people, but you also have open cells where you bring people to Christ. Now, for this particular Raising Leaders program, there are about five ways in which you can grow and develop as a leader. First of all, vision, and that's what I'm presenting to you. It's in the vision handbook, and the PDF is available for you, as indeed the hard copy, um, but we'll get them to you. And then there's your personal spiritual development, which is how you are to grow in your life, spiritually don't forget that it's all about you drawing closer to Jesus getting closer to who he is and out of your relationship with him out of your passion for him out of your intimacy for him finding your own health your own life your spiritual experience growing and maturing and growing and into wholeness walking in 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 uh, uh, repentance and and getting closer to him it's all out of your intimacy with Jesus and your essential relationship with him and then there are some leadership principles and we do have another booklet here which is open cell leadership development handbook I'll be letting you know how all these work together, but let me just give you uh, some encouragement. This is not an information-heavy training program. Information is important. We'll give you as much information as you need to get going, but we'll rely on you to gain information over the weeks and months and years that lie ahead. So we're going to do this information light, but it's going to be very strong on passion, spiritual commitment, and on practical learning.
And so then there is also an element of theology. If you're going to be a cell leader, you're going to need to know how to explain the Bible. And we've got lots of IBIOL courses for you, not expecting you to do all of those at once or from day one. But over the weeks and months and years that lie ahead, you can grow in your theological understanding and development. And then there, of course, there is going to be people working close to you as your trainers, your coaches, and your mentors. Now then, the most important relationship that you will have over this next few weeks is the person who is mentoring you and training you. They'll be assigned to you and they will help you particularly uh, look through and navigate the, the different publications that are available. The textbook is this book, People with a Passion, and it's written especially for you uh, as a, a trainee so that you can be raised up in leadership. And that Building Cell Church today, there's other books as well which we will refer to, but we want you to, to dip into that printed material as led and directed rather than feel that you have to master all the 40 different books that are available or however many 25 to 35 books which are available which you could be looking at. So we're encouraging you please to dip into that and be led by your trainer and by your mentor. So now we're going to begin with this word vision. Vision. We know the scripture, Proverbs 29, verse 18. Where there is no vision, the people perish. Now, that can be the vision there is revelation. Uh, some say it's even the revelation of the law. In other words, when God speaks and there is a strong revelation of his word, then people can follow that. And when, when they don't, they, they, they perish. They cast off restraint. Now, I'm not saying that we should see the cell vision as something like the law of Moses, right? It's not like that. But when a church unites around a vision, we focus our efforts and we, we're not just doing things as and when we feel, doing everything that is right in our own eyes. This is what I find many, 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 many times. You know, people are enthusiastic. They want to serve Jesus and they want to go for it. And so they just say, let's go. Like uh, the saying goes, some are called, some are sent. Some just took a microphone and went. <laughs> and this idea of just doing your own thing. I've, I, I respect those who have this kind of passion and enthusiasm, but actually it's much more. It's much more than being passionate and enthusiastic. It must be directed. You must direct your passion in the direction of intentional discipleship. And to summarize the whole of the cell vision, it is this. Every person in the church has the opportunity, they're not forced, but they have the opportunity to be discipled. Not just one-on-one -on -one discipleship, that's dangerous when you have that kind of narrowing. No, we're, we, are, we disciple one another in small groups. Every person has the opportunity to be discipled, but also to be a disciple maker. So Christ is formed in us and also reproduced through us. That is what this cell vision is about. And discipleship needs to be intentional. Uh, you know, if you, if, you, if you just live your life as you live it and don't try to win people to Jesus, people will come to Christ. But when you make it your purpose and intention to reach people for Jesus, it's a whole new ball game. If you say, well, these people have come to the church, uh, they had a meeting with us, they found Christ, and they will grow. 
All right, maybe they will grow. But when you say, I have an intentionality about taking you through a, a, a discipleship experience and we are intentional about it, then it is more effective. So that's what we mean by vision. One definition of vision is also an image of the future that we seek to create. So throughout this series, we'll be looking at what is Christ's vision for his global church? What is KTLCC? Uh, how does that fit into God's vision? How are we part of that vision? How do we as disciples and uh, developing leaders play our part in teaching and discipling and reaching London and the world for Christ? How do we do this? And how can we focus on the passion that comes from the vision that God has given us, the values that flow from that vision and his call upon our lives corporately, not just together, and how that operates not just in church buildings or church meetings or even in cell meetings, how it operates on your daily life, how it operates in your workplace, the office, where you are, in your street, in your recreation, in your neighborhood, in your college, 24-7 as you live for Jesus. So this is the vision that we're wanting to instill in you. Then on personal spiritual development, I, I love the passage in John chapter 15 and verse 5. Jesus says, I am the vine, you are the branches. If you remain in me and I in you, you will bear much fruit. But apart from me, you can do nothing. You know, it's a good thing to learn. I, I hope that you're feeling a little bit inadequate. You know what I'm saying? Like you don't feel full of yourself. Hope you're feeling like, you know, I'm a bit nervous around this leadership stuff. I think that is good. Every day you can start the day like this. Lord, I am nothing. I have nothing. I know nothing. I can do nothing. <laughs> but with you, I can do all things. Apart from you, I can do nothing. And so when we link up to Jesus, we will most definitely find his enabling and his power. But what this, what this means for you and for me, as Jesus says, I'm the vine, you are the branches, and it's talking about bearing fruit. And what is the fruit of the vine? It's a grape, okay? Now then, when, uh, when this fruit is formed on the vine, the, the grapeness, the vineness, the DNA is reproduced, is produced in the grape. However, the grape is a seeded grape. It's not one of those seedless grapes. There are too many seedless Christians. They, they never produce fruit. The, the faith finishes with them. Yeah, I found Christ. I'm not going to tell anybody else about it. I'm not a soul winner. And, and that's the end of your generation, your spiritual generation. But God says, no, you have seed in you. And when you take the seed that's in you and sow that into other people's lives, the nature of Jesus as it is produced in you becomes reproduced through you. And then you have a spiritual generation. That's your fruit. That's your fruit. But it begins with your own spiritual development. It begins with your own spiritual growth, your spiritual relationship with Jesus. Always keep that paramount. And then we're going to be helping you strengthen your leadership capacity. And leadership is the capacity to translate vision into reality. That's a man called Warren Bennis. He, that's one of his de definitions. Leadership is the capacity to translate vision into reality. It's good to have vision, but how do you make that vision a reality? There was a saying that I remember once, it went something like this. Happy are those who dream dreams and are prepared to pay the price for those dreams to come true. Leadership brings vision into reality.
And this is really found in Matthew's gospel. Ask the Lord of the harvest uh, to send out workers into his harvest field. And he called his 12 disciples together and gave them authority to drive out impure spirits and to heal every sickness and disease. Matthew 9 verse 38 to Matthew 10 verse 1. The harvest is plentiful, so we focus not on the harvest. The harvest is plentiful. We focus on the workers. You spend time with your people, the people that you are pastoring, the people that you are mentoring, the people that you are discipling, and then you help them together, work with them to reach others for Christ, and in that way, there is this wonderful principle of 12. Jesus spent most of his quality time with his closest disciples, his three Peter, James, and John will talk to you about how to have a, 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 a group of three in your cell group. And then with the other disciples, the 12, Jesus spent most of his time mentoring them, training them, being with them, teaching them, doing life, as you might say these days, with them. And this is how it perpetuates. That's how Jesus did. He said, I'm going to reach the harvest by calling you to myself. I'm going to teach you, send you out to preach, and then you go and do the same. You draw leaders to yourself, and you teach and train them, and send them out to do the same thing. And they do the same thing. 2 Timothy 2 verse 2, what you've seen and heard from me, commit to faithful men that they may commit to others also. That is how it grows. Now theology is very important. Um, John Calvin, one of the great theologians, said, humanity, man, never attains to true self-knowledge until he has previously contemplated the face of God and come down after such a contemplation to look into himself. Theology is about looking at God to know what it means to understand him, not just to know about him. Of course, we have to know about him, but to, to know him personally. And as you grow in this relationship with God, theological understanding will grow. And, you know, in Kensington Temple, Lambton City Church, we don't believe just in blowing up with the power of the Holy Spirit. We want the Holy Spirit. We believe in growing up in the Word of God. We are a Word and a Spirit church, which means lots of things. It means that we are not ashamed of the word theology, that we will seek to grow in our understanding of God and to get to know Him personally and to stretch our minds uh, as much as we possibly can, to love God, not just with our affections and emotions, but to love Him with our understanding, to love Him with our mind and our thinking. And so you you will be asked to engage in this way. doesn't mean to say you have to become an intellectual. No, no, no. But it does mean that you use your brain because God has given you your brain. And, and, and out of that, not just to keep it head knowledge, but out of that to grow in a wonderful relationship with Jesus. And so then the final aspect of this is, is mentoring or training and having a disciple. In Acts chapter 1, it says, In my former book, Theophilus, I wrote about all that Jesus began to do and teach until the day he was taken up into heaven after giving instructions through the Holy Spirit to the apostles he had chosen. Now, Jesus didn't just teach. He began, he did what Jesus began to do and to teach. Teaching is not just about talking. Teaching is about doing, being an example. And your mentor will take you through these things and, and, and spend time with you and grow with you and lead you into uh, their experience and share with you personally and richly of what they have learned. And so there will be points of contact, there'll be points of discussion and points of action in the particular vision handbook. We'll have them for you and your trainer, your mentor will take you through them as well. So 
This is the first session. And I'm going to be praying for you so that you can grow in these things. What I'd like you to do in this particular session, at the end of this session, is to think about vision. There's some exercises here that you can do to help you in that point of contact and also to help you think about what vision is for you. Amen? Okay, so that's the end of the first session. We will see you in session two.